Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From Real Ghost Stories Online.com. Welcome to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Tony and Jenny Bruski joining you once again for our little program here where we talk about all things ghostly and take your calls, your emails, share your stories. And uh, I just have a good time talking about ghosts. That's what we do. I want to thank you in advance for sharing the show. And, of course, if you give us a review on iTunes right now, hopefully it's positive, some stars, and you uh, email me what your username is uh, that you left that review under, I will email you a bonus episode of the show. So in case you're already caught up on all of our episodes, there's an extra one for you to use anytime. Just pull that ripcord and you get a bonus episode. You email Tony, T-O-N-Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com for that bonus episode. And we thank you in advance for leaving that review on iTunes. Of course, share the show, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Any way you can tell more people about our show, the better the show you get every single day that we deliver it here at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you've already submitted a story, we thank you so much. i got to be honest because I'm getting a lot of folks going, did you get my story? Did you get my story? Did you get my story? And um, yes, I I can probably (laughs) say we did. Yeah. Um, The thing is, we do not read the stories in advance until we're doing the show. And that's what I, I think kind of keeps the show live, yeah. you know, feeling rather than, oh, let's sit here and ponder the story. And sometimes you just get bullshit stories. I mean, and we're the first to call bullshit on some of those stories. Yeah, we can tell. Yeah. But the thing is, that's what we like to do is not pre-read the stories. And because you guys have shown so much love for the show, we have a huge backlog of stories that we're trying to get to and we will get to. So if you did submit a story, be patient. It could be several weeks out even several months out before we do read your story. But if you did submit it, do not worry. Rest assured, we're going to get to your story uh, at some point on the broadcast here at Real Ghost Stories Online. So please do uh, submit if you've not submitted yet. uh, And if you have submitted, we will get to your story. I can assure you of that. And it's just, it's awesome. I'm, I'm getting overwhelmed going, my God, look at all the stories we have. We can't, <laughs> we can't fit all these into one show. This is like four days you know, worth of shows if we were going 24-7. So uh, we have lots of good stuff for you uh, every single uh, day that we do the show here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Um, we just got back from a little bit of a trip, and you're going, well, how did you do that trip? Well, we pre-record the show a little bit in advance. And... Uh, Actually, we're, we're now pretty well caught up to being as close to live as I think we've ever been Yeah, on the show. We were, it used to be about five, six, seven days uh, from the day of recording the show to it hitting uh, iTunes. Now we're about a day. And this, I think, will be a good thing yeah. because then when we get feedback, it won't be like, what seven did we talk later. about? Yeah. yeah, It won't be an eight-day-later thing. Right. So uh, we are pretty well caught up to like pretty much a day before it, it hits iTunes. So it's as, as quick and as close to live as you can get uh, with podcasting. So that's uh, it's kind of exciting. Uh, so as you leave your comments and such, we can get right to them. So, of course, keep leaving them on, on YouTube, on, on our website at realghoststoriesonline.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we will, of course, discuss um, all that stuff. Anyway, we did uh, take a little bit of a trip this last week. Uh, went to Colorado and uh, visited a couple uh, ghost towns. Yeah, and and saw some some interesting things. Um, there, 
would you like to explain where you slammed on the brakes in, in the ghost town that we visited in St. Elmo? In St. Elmo. Yeah. St. Elmo is one of my favorite places in the whole world. And the first time I went there, I was a little girl. But for those of you who don't know what that is, and most of you probably don't, it is an old abandoned mining town from the late 1800s. It's uh, just over 10,000 feet high in elevation. So it's up in the mountains. And because of that, that's helped be... Uh, it, it's helped preserve these buildings. So most of the town is still there. And at its boom, it had about 2,000. Um, that's the wrong St. Elmo. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, I was like, what are song? you doing? St. Okay. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. Okay. Uh, continue on. So anyway, <laughs> um, at its boom, it had about 2,000. Uh, people that lived there and it was an active town till about I think it was the late 20s or 30s so anyway now it's just kind of a place that if you hear about it you go visit um, they don't really advertise or anything it's word of mouth but it's a great place to go um, jeeping and go up over the passes but being a ghost town it is actually a haunted ghost town and the old hotel there the home comfort hotel is the building that they say has the most activity and this is not an active hotel, right? This, no. this is one of those falling apart. It yeah. hasn't been an active hotel since the early turn of the, of the century, okay. the yeah. 1900s. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's supposedly haunted by a lady named Anna Stark. And she was one of the women that moved out with her husband. They started this hotel for the miners and everybody that came through. Anyway. Uh, from what I hear, she was not the nicest lady. She was very much a clean freak and everything. But we were driving to leave, and I just I kind of glanced over, and I saw a face in the upstairs window. And my blood ran cold, and I was like, oh, my God. And I slammed on the brakes, and I thought, I can either go on or I can go back. So we went back, and we looked, and you saw it, too. Yeah, and I believe my reaction was, holy, oh, it's a mannequin. Yeah, it's a mannequin. <laughs> so the people that um, take care of the buildings, they're playing a little joke on everybody. So if you go to St. Elmo and you see a face in the window, it's probably the mannequin. Yeah, and I can imagine there's a lot of folks who take pictures, and they don't really catch that there's a mannequin there until they get back and look at the pictures like, oh, my God, there's a face in the window. You know, it's like. Right. I hate that. It's St. Elmo's Fire. It's so, wrong. So what is this St. Elmo? What is this one about? I never saw the movie. The movie? Yeah. I have no idea. I never saw it. Okay. John Parr, by the way, the uh, the artist on that song. My God. He looks like a really bad Huey Lewis. Anyhow, um, it was creepy. Did you get any weird vibes in the- Yeah, uh, the whole town. But I love that place. Yeah. There was uh, like uh, possessed chipmunks there. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. There's this area there where you can- uh, first you just notice there's chipmunks and then like oh my god there's chipmunk village it's an infestation of chipmunks and they're living in like this little ruin of Mm -hmm. boards and you can just sit there and they climb on you and they want you to feed them like they literally climb on you chipmunks now the first time i went there 25 years ago they were not that aggressive there was a few chipmunks that lived in and through those boards and Uh you threw stuff at them they'd come get it there was not the hundreds of chipmunks that we saw this time that would climb up our daughter's leg and almost go in her boot yeah i mean that was that was different than when i was crazy it was awesome but it was it was crazy um any other, we had one other somewhat ghostly thing happen while we were there. And, and this is where we're really in an area not really looking for anything ghostly. We were just kind of on our way back. We, we took a train ride, and this was in Leadville. 
um, which is another old mining town. Lots of old, creepy mining buildings and, um, you know, interesting such. But it wasn't really like, a, you know, a ghost, you know, ex- exploration day. We were walking back through their downtown by what I will say was a very bizarre house. Yeah. Um, and it had like weird messages inscribed all over rocks and everything. Do you remember what any of them said? They were, but they no. were, they were kind of like. I don't remember. It was weird. It was an old they, building. I don't remember what they it said. were. I would say spiritual in nature. Yeah. And, and it, I don't know what it was, but it was odd. Anyhow, we were just walking, and our daughter is walking with us. And what did we say before all of a sudden? This event happened. Well, she said this this town kind of feels weird. I say, yeah, this town feels very weird because I believe she's a little bit sensitive, like I am. Uh huh. And she's kind of starting to realize what that feels like and if, means and means. And no sooner did she say that, I looked at her and her glasses go flying <laughs> off her face. <laughs> She had her hands nowhere near her face. She yeah. didn't like twitch or jerk or anything. They just went flying off her face onto the concrete. And then I was like, I was looking at her like, what'd you do? Which She's is, like, yeah. I didn't do it, mom. Which is kind of funny because I mean, she is kind of klutzy. She's so, very klutzy. She's just like me. Yeah. So these sort of things happen. But the thing is, she didn't have her hands up there to knock them off. It was very bizarre that she the glasses just trip. went flying off. Yeah. She didn't do anything. They just flew off her face, like to the side, not even just straight down like they fell off. Yeah. They went flying to the side, like at me. And I picked them up, checked them for scratches, and thought, I'm not going to talk about this right now. Yeah, but uh, it was it was rather interesting. I hate this, but in, any listeners in Leadville, I apologize, but I don't like your town. I don't. <laughs> I got more willies in that place than anywhere else. And I don't know, maybe it was the elevation playing with me because it's like the second highest town in yeah. North America or something. You know, like I thought that. the people that were very friendly, like the, the people yeah. didn't seem bad or anything, but just the vibe of the town itself just had a kind of a weird feeling to it. Yeah. And that, I mean, it is what it is. It's a very old town, very old buildings. And I don't know. I but mean, here's the thing. I've been to a ton of old mining towns yeah. like that in Colorado. I mean, I've been all over Colorado yeah. and... Leadville is just the one that gives me the willies. I was there. Was some sort of tragedy there at some point? I mean, with all the mining that goes on, I would think likely there could have been, you know, some collapses or I don't know. I don't know if there's anything big and horrible that happened there. You should ask your friend that's from there. I should. Or how about this? We just ask our thousands there of you listeners. Go. Anybody got anything on that one? Um, that would be interesting if, if there is something uh, to that, because I'm sure we will hear uh, Here, if there's. I've even been to the site of a mining tragedy, the Pride of the West Mine outside of Salida. Mm-hmm. That's another one of my favorite places. I don't get the wheelies there like I get the wheelies in Leadville. I don't know. I don't know either. Just the, saying. There was a, uh, a haunted house investigation that uh, happened in Pennsylvania uh, over the last week. And a, a Fox affiliate did a investigation, uh, investigational report on this. And they got some stuff actually on tape during the actual broadcast, which is pretty creepy. And we'll, we'll get to that. I'll play that video back in just a little video bit. Video or EVP? A uh, little bit of both, okay. actually. Um, if you can stand the reporter on it, because it's kind of like... I don't know any other way to say this, but like dippity do Barbie doll doing a ghost story. Um, but <laughs> if you can get past the inflections on the voice and the candor of the voice, that it's pretty much, you know, how Fox News pretty much only hires dippy looking blondes to do most of their reporting and talking. This is kind of like that with this uh, station. But um, 
we'll get to that in just a little bit. It's um, it's interesting. It, it's a very active haunting apparently right now, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Let's go to one of your uh, real ghost stories that you guys have called into us at 855-853-4802, 855-853-4802 if you'd like to share your own real ghost story. Hi. Hi. Um I'm going to remain anonymous because um, I don't know who listens to the sto- sto- I mean, sorry, show and I don't want anybody to uh, ask me questions. I know a lot of my friends are into it, but anyways, let me get to my story. Um, so this happened when I was like, I want to say 14 and I had just moved in with my grandmother. Um, my grandmother is very religious, so... Uh, when she found out that I was confused about what I believed in, she harped on me and preached to me so much about um, loving the Lord. So, um, me being 14, I guess, I was I was still questioning and this and that and this and that. Well, some odd reason in my room that I slept in, um, for a while you could hear wind like it was almost like if you had a door open and a blizzard was outside like the wind was very very strong and yet there was there was no wind i, I live in texas and i mean it's hot <laughs> and um, for a while i i put it off as oh it's my fan you know my fan's being weird it's making weird noise it probably needs to be fixed well when i mentioned that to my grandmother she was like well i'll uh I'll ask your cousin's grandpa to come check it. So he did, and he fixed it. He actually put a brand new one on it, and it, I could still hear this noise. So I just, whatever, you know, probably just imagining it. And um, I can't remember exactly what night it was. I know it was during the summer. And I was asleep in bed, and I woke up, and I was being tossed like literally from side to side on my bed. And I freaked out because I mean, how how can that be happening? And I was telling myself, okay, I need to stop turning over. I think I'm turning over and I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything actually. Um, so I turned around on my on my back and I was holding onto my mattress and I was still turning. So when I forgot to also mention, um, I'm blind, but I can see shapes like if they're in front of my face and I can see light. So when I sat up in bed, I looked at the foot of my bed and I saw something really tall. Like it was very tall. It was probably six feet. I mean, it was it was very tall. And it was weird. And I, I remember crying out, but I was afraid to scream and call for my grandmother. I was, I, I was basically more paralyzed than everything. That's what I felt. I mean, I really wasn't, but I felt that way. I was just so afraid. So I turned back around and held on tight to my bed. And, you know, throughout being tossed, I I forced myself to believe that, you know, some, this wasn't happening. And somehow I fell back to sleep. I don't know how, but it happened. And... The next morning I cried and I told my grandmother and she was like, why didn't you tell me? So when we had a pastor come into the house to bless it, um, she said she can sense things. I, I don't know if, uh, I don't know, but um, 
So she was praying in our house and she told me and my grandmother that something happened in the hall closet, which is right near my bedroom. But nobody had this experience, only I did. And she said she sent something happened in the bedroom, that which was mine. But she couldn't tell us what happened. But I mean, I, I just found it a very weird experience and I, it still freaks me out to this day. I mean, I can't even be alone in a house anymore. <laughs> but anyways, that's my story. Thank you. Um, I really love your guys' shows. I always rate them really high, and I'm um, I'm very on about watching, or rather listening to all of them. But thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Okay, again, it was back to the sleep paralysis and seeing shadow figures mm-hmm. thing. I know you think that that's part of sleep paralysis. I I don't know. I just think it's something else going on. I don't think it's it's something that is always sleep paralysis. I think it can be a lot of times, but I think there could very well be in many cases something else going on. I think yeah. it's really a case by case basis. I'll tell you this: that girl had fear in her voice. It was very yeah. That was I think as authentic of a call as as we ever get. You know. She truly was disturbed by what happened. Yeah. And, and you know, I could tell some you know hesitation in sharing that story. So thank you for calling in and sharing it. Um, you know, that's what our show is for. So folks who have these weird experiences can call in and actually, you know, tell their real ghost stories. Um, I believe everything she said happened to her. I mean, it, it's, sure. you know, disturbing and bizarre. And, you know, do you think it was a dark type entity or... I think maybe so, just from the standpoint that she had let it be known that she was kind of on the fence as far as what her beliefs were. I think that may have been kind of an invitation for something to try. And I mean, not that she did that knowing that that would happen, but, you know, maybe something that was around kind of caught wind. Hey, maybe I can play with her mind. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I also wonder if if uh, dark forces or demonic type things prey on folks you know that with disabilities you know that she said she's blind yeah you know i wonder if that's something that they target yeah just because you know it's an easier target if you will i you know it it, well disturbing as it is it it is and here's something else too being that she's blind her senses or her other senses are heightened yeah yeah so she would pick up on other types of you know changes you know yeah I don't know. Very interesting story. Thank you for calling in and sharing that. And of course, thank you for being such a loyal listener. We we can't uh, we can't thank you enough for that. 855-853-4802 with your real ghost stories. 855-853-4802. We would love to hear your real ghost stories when you call them into us 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at Real Ghost Stories online at 855-853-4802. Um, okay. Here's that uh, news story. Haunted house footage gets caught during news broadcasts. This has been making the rounds online uh, this past week, and I finally got a chance to see it. A, a bunch of listeners sent this to us, um, so I had a chance to, to watch it a little bit before the show, and I'm just going to play it back. This is uh, from Fox 43 uh, out of Pennsylvania. Let me just get the volume adjusted here so we can all hear the broadcast uh, and the news story that uh, has been making the rounds and you can be the judge and, and you, you may want to come over here a little bit so you can see this uh, this video it's nothing too disturbing you won't have nightmares I promise <laughs> yeah right we'll see oh I love saying that to her on a national TV show 
Okay, so this is uh over your county will be featured on a national TV show tomorrow. The homeowners say they're living in the middle of a violent haunting and they invited Fox 43 to take a look inside. So Fox 43's Katie Kairos took the tour and uh Katie, you weren't exactly prepared for what you saw. Look, it's Malibu Barbie and uh and uh, I don't know, what's what's the other Barbie themes that they have? I don't know. They're no, just I had no idea what to expect. And I know a lot of people don't believe in so this stuff. Just kind of like Tara Take a look at what happened to us yes. inside the house and decide for yourself. This home looks quiet from the outside, but owner Deanna Simpson says several ghosts are haunting it, and she's caught them in photos and recordings, including this one. The majority are bad, dark forces, unhuman. Just a couple of minutes into the interview, our photojournalist, Nick, felt his wrist burning. Are you okay? Did you get scratched? He was behind the camera, but Simpson knew what had happened right away. Oh my gosh. He'd been scratched. Simpson says it's happened to her, her husband, and friends many times before. That's unbelievable. God bless you. You know why? Because you're telling the story. Because you're putting it out there. Because they don't want... That is their, I'm just telling you right now, that is their way of a warning. Hang on one second. Isn't that, she's arguing and saying that they're doing this because you're putting it out there on a show. How, I don't know. That's an interesting argument because I've heard it both ways where they, they do want it out there or they don't want it out there as far as you know the, the dark entities go. It makes me think of the caller that we had where she couldn't hardly oh, yeah. talk to us because I think... Uh, my guess is that they don't want people to know how they don't want people to tell the homeowner how to get rid of them. Is okay. I get That's it. my guess. Okay, continuing on. She took us on a tour of the house. She shot video of this door. If that is you, would you please shut that door? Oh my god. It appears to close on its own. Okay. You're, you're now here, time out. Yeah, go ahead. She's an idiot. She just opened it up. She's like, if this is you, close the door. Okay, why don't you just ask for trouble? Oh, yeah, she's asking for it to... Here's, here's my issue with the door video, okay? Now, there are, well, there's quite a few weird things that go on here, so I'm not saying this is not a haunting. I'm just saying if you're trying to prove you have a haunt, for the love of God, get the whole door in your frame of your camera. Yeah. Because anyone who's going to debunk you, they're going to say right away, Okay, well, the upper frame of the door was not even in your shot. Yeah. Anything could be up there. Shutting the door very quickly. I could have a broom. Boom. Shut. Now, I'm not saying that that's what happened here. But if you're going to be capturing ghosts, anyone out there who has weird stuff going on, you're trying to capture it, you got to think of how everyone's going to try and debunk you. Okay? And, and when you're taking those shots, get it from every, the, the widest angle you can. Not some weird close-up that can be easily manipulated. And and have multiple cameras if you can, but just think. Okay, see that's that's not even my problem with it. I completely believe that whatever she's talking to closed the door. My problem is that she's talking to whatever closed the door. Oh, yeah. uh, continuing, just watch more of this video. There, there's a lot of wrong things going on here in this haunting situation that are not exactly helping the problem. Show me. Shut that door. Go ahead. Shut that door. Oh my gosh, I about fell to my knees. I trembled because as soon as I said it, you never think that's going to happen. Simpson says she often sees orbs on this stairway behind the door. It leads up to the master bedroom. This determines whether I sleep upstairs or downstairs. Huh? 
This part of the master bedroom and bathroom is an area where we've seen a lot of activity so far, and both Simpson and her cat have been pushed down these stairs before. While we stood at the top of the stairs, Simpson recorded on her cell phone camera. She was hoping it would catch orbs, but it shows something else too. It looks like a hand. Oh, what? Mine, did you see that? Simpson says it looks like someone she's seen before, and it's not a ghost. It's a demon. It's been seen in the basement. Well, you, you saw there was, it was like a dark shadow type figure move across the screen really quick, and then a quick white orb. Yeah, I saw both of those. So, I mean, I'm guessing the two are related, you know, right there in that stairwell. So, so far in the investigation, as far as what the news crew caught, the, the camera guy got his arm scratched. Yep. Uh, and then they caught the, the shadow thing and then the orb. And then when they showed the staircase, when she was talking about whether she sleeps upstairs or not, there was an orb in that, was but they it? didn't okay. even talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Mommy, I couldn't breathe. I, I, I couldn't scream. I, I couldn't move. So far in this house, Nick has been scratched. I've been touched and pinched. We've seen strange lights on the walls and heard noises, and we haven't even gone down to the basement yet. Where is the place where you saw the shadow man picture? This photo was taken with a deer camera in the basement. Uh, this picture right here is the shadow man um he's about seven foot tall and it's just Simpson it's a very dark she's shadow scared by what's happened but she and her husband have lived in this home for seven years her grown daughters refuse to stay here we put everything into this house and we do want his move but we would have to list it at such a price to where we could recoup what we put in. Meanwhile, the family has invited... Do you think doing this and putting this out there on a newscast is going to remotely help them sell this house? No, because it doesn't appear to be like a major, major market to where they could figure out which house yeah. this was pretty easily. Yeah. It mediums, researchers, and priests to visit the home. The results of one... Okay, so they've had mediums, uh, researchers, and priests visit the home. I, I think the thing is with the medium, you got to be really careful. You know, it's one thing to have like a sensitive walk through the house or something. It's something else to have the medium that's going to come in and try and yank these things out. And that can just, that can really rile some of that stuff up. You know what I'm saying? You've got to have one that knows what they're doing. Yeah. I, I, uh, uh. Investigation will appear on the Travel Channel show, The Dead Files. Simpson says there's a history of grisly deaths in the house. I have to prove to people our life. So that way they'd understand. Whatever you think, we weren't in a hurry to come back anytime soon. Well, this Dead Files episode on the home will air tomorrow on the Travel Channel, and there's going to be a lot more going on on that show about the history. <laughs> okay, that is bizarre. It um, is. This is our videographer, Nick Petrillo, who, who shot that, and you're serious. You actually got scratched. I did get scratched. Um, basically, when we walked in the home, I didn't feel anything at first. And then as soon as we sat down um, and I was shooting the interview with Katie, I felt it was something like a piece of hot metal almost. Just, it, it was really strange. I'd never felt anything like that before. And then I looked down on my wrist and I noticed there was a, a scratch there. I wasn't going to say anything at first. And then Deanna asked us, asked me, is any is are you okay did you get scratched and then i i admitted i noticed that i was like yeah this this actually happened it, I, i've never felt anything like that in my life did, did you believe in ghosts and demons prior to this happening 
I liked watching the shows, but okay. I actually didn't really believe in it until this actually happened. I was very skeptical until this. And so, has your opinion on it, on it changed as well? I mean, both of you. This I is... mean, yes. I mean, I thought I didn't think anything would happen in this home. I mean, we brought a Ouija board because I thought we'd have to bring it in and yeah. see if anything happened. And Deanna didn't even want us to bring it in the door. She thought it would be she. It's just dangerous. Well, there's there's one point for the homeowner. She did one she, point. Okay, so <laughs> we wait to Malibu Barbie out the door with a Ouija board. <laughs> We wait till the end of the broadcast. Oh, yeah, there's a history of grisly deaths in this house. Okay. I would think they'd be kind of the, the front First end of the story. First thing you say. But uh, anyhow. Yeah, I, I, do, I do find it amusing that Malibu Barbie brought a Ouija board to the, the haunted house. <laughs> Thank God they didn't use the Ouija board. And, uh, although that would have been interesting because I'm guessing if they would have, they would have started following Malibu Barbie around. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. No, I wouldn't Barbie. either. But it's, it's interesting. I mean... That, I mean, that just kind of right there shows kind of the lack of understanding of the of the Ouija board. And, yeah. and what's it's kind of scary about that, the movie that's coming out called Ouija. And how I think there's going to be a big influx of people buying Ouija boards after that movie, especially kids who don't know any better and parents who don't know any better. And I'm like, oh, what could it possibly go wrong? Um, that, you're going to end up with a house like that yeah. by the time you're done. Um, so, Yeah. But uh, that's the video that's making the rounds. Good orb video. Yeah, I mean, you really couldn't ask for a, a better um, situation when you're going into uh, to do a news crew shot. Yeah, because uh, most times you go and you don't get anything. Right. I mean, when they did the Amityville investigation years ago, um, Laura DiDio, they they didn't get really much of anything. They they walked in, they did the investigative report, and really didn't have a whole lot to report other than it was kind of a creepy atmosphere. But yeah. It was years later when they discovered that the Ghost Boy photo. Um, but other than that, they had nothing caught. So just to go in and, and capture something non-reality show. Yeah. That's pretty good. And it, it was, you know, interesting. Now, is that Dead Files? That's the one where they have the medium and then they have the detective, I believe. Yeah, it's a fairly heavily produced show on Travel Channel. Um, it is a detective and a medium. And I've watched it a few times. I don't know. I, they, the, they, they just get so... Damnly overproduced. I, I I just have a hard time watching them. Well, here's the here's the problem I have with it. The one is episode. Is a word? No, it's damnly it, overproduced. It's a it's a Tony word. Okay. Well, there you go. Continuing on. Um, the problem I have with it, I I haven't watched many episodes. In fact, the only episode I really watched was the one that they did about the house here in town mm -hmm. and over on the the Delano area, which is one of the oldest parts of town, mm -hmm. and. It just was really far-fetched on what they came up with. You know, they yeah. were really just trying to pull strings, it seemed like. And that's why I don't like it. Because, yeah. I mean, number one, when you're... And here's how the shows are produced. They get their topic of, of where they're going to go. Yeah. Um, the the network throws money at them. Okay, um, you know, you have to go get your, your story on this house for an episode. Whether there's, you get anything or not, you need to make an episode. So you can't come back to the network with a show going, well... We didn't get shit. Yeah. Sorry. Here's uh, Phil 60 Minutes now with this uh, footage of absolutely nothing. And uh, no, they have to come up with something, whether they have anything or not. So every once in a while, you get a gem that actually has something to it. And most of the times you don't. You don't get anything. But mm -hmm. you got to fill a show because they're not going to fund you to go into another. You know, it's not, oh, let's keep doing these episodes till we get something. No, it's all laid out. Tight budgets. 
And you'd be amazed how tight some of these budgets are to produce these shows. I mean, sure. it's ridiculously tight. Um, so you got to get a show no matter what. So that's why, I don't know, I have a hard time watching a lot of them. Some are good. Some are, you know, what, what I liked more than anything, when we're talking about ghost shows, it goes about, it's the old Unsolved Mysteries. I know. You know, those were good. You know, they just had people telling the story. Unsolved Mysteries didn't try to, like, go capture anything. They hired some local actors and they recreated the situations. And they just told the story. That's all you need to do half the time. Just tell the story and tell it well. Yeah. And, you know, if you catch something great. If not, you know, just tell, don't try and make something happen. You know, uh, it's like manufacturing the news. It's like, right. well, we don't have any news to report. Hey, let's go hire a reporter to go get into a car accident. Now we got a news story. Yeah. That's kind of what most of the ghost shows are. Anyhow, thank you for letting me uh, rant there a little bit. Uh, 855-853-4802 with your real ghost stories. We would uh, love to hear yours if you have them. Of course, you can write in or you can uh, call in at 855-853-4802. Let's go to another caller here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Hi. Hello, Tony. This is Selena calling from Woodstock, Ontario, Canada. I just wanted to say first that your wife makes an amazing addition to the show, and I absolutely love the outlet that you have created for all the paranormal enthusiasts. Um, I wanted to share my experience. It actually just ended, and I know that you love a call when that happens. Um, I first want to say that I am a home reader. I don't like to say that I have any kind of gifts. It's pretty much when I go into a house, I seek snippets of other people's memories and things that went on there. Um, so that's a free thing that I do, and it's a really wonderful thing. But the experience that I just had, um, since I bought my house two years ago, I've randomly been seeing this black cat. And today I let my dogs know that we were going to go for a walk. And my, my dogs ran into the bedroom, and I saw that black cat quickly cross across the hallway into the kitchen. So, very strange, we end up leaving, walk around the corner, and there is a park there, and there's this really long kind of treed trail to get in there. So we turn into this alleyway type thing, and at the very top of it is this cat sitting there. And at first I'm like, this is far too much of a coincidence for it to be the cat that I see in my house. And I knew as soon as my dogs noticed the cat, it would freak out. So we get up to this cat, totally not noticed by my dogs, I start, I look at this cat, it's staring directly into my face. I pet the cat, like this can't be real, so I touch a cat, it's a real cat. My little dog then notices the cat and kind of smells it. So I'm kind of, you know, a little uneasy. I decide to leave. Bye kitty. So I'm walking, walking and notice that this cat is walking beside my little dog, staring me in the face. And it follows me all the way home. So I look at this cat, I'm like, all right, are you coming in? So I open up my back gate. In goes both my dogs, in goes the cat. They're both all sitting, they're all sitting there. I shut the gate, turn around, cat's gone. My dogs are sitting there very quietly staring at me. So I'm just curious if anyone else has an experience with it actually pet this cat or any animal by far. Anyways, I just wanted to share another story for you guys. So I wanted to first explain that when I have seen ghosts in my life, um, which has been a lot growing up in a paranormal type family, um, when I see ghosts, they are completely solid. I can't, there's no mist, there's no blob or no orb. It's usually not until someone looks at me like I'm crazy that I realize that I've seen a ghost. So one of my most solid, weirdest paranormal experiences that I had was when I was in grade 11 um, and I was about 17 years old. We have a conservation area in Woodstock called Piddock and it's, it's a man-made area with lots of trees and a really nice path and it connects one town to another. I was walking down there with headphones on when I got a bit of that feeling when you know like someone's behind you. 
So I turn around to see this guy about my age, wearing an ACDC t-shirt, light wash torn up jeans, just walking behind me. No big deal, it's a very popular trail. As I'm walking, I feel a tap on my shoulder and turn around and that guy is right there. Still no big deal. I take my headphones off, kind of like, hello. And he says to me, how do you get to Innerkip Bridge? Innerkip is the town that is connected by this trail. So I turn, I point, and I say, it's just follow this track, you'll come out right at the bridge. So he says, okay. So I put my headphones back on and I start walking to notice that this guy is going to be walking with me. So I pull my headphones off and we're just walking silently when he stops and says, how do you get to Innerkip Bridge? I tell him, I'm like, you just go straight that off that bridge and that's where it is. I was getting a little uneasy as we were the only ones on the path. So I continued to walk and he was still walking with me. Still not a huge deal, but a little uncomfortable as he seemed a little odd. So then comes the question again, how do you get to Innerkip Bridge? I turn my head for a split second, I point where the bridge is, look back, and he is completely gone. Extremely unsettled by this, I went and did a lot of research and talked to my grade 11 teacher, who actually was very into the town and all the history. He was able to dig up a picture, an obituary, and a story of a teenage boy whose girlfriend had dumped him. He had hung himself in this conservation area and was on his way to Innerkip, told his parents he was going to his friend's house. I was so blown away by this evidence, it just kind of validated everything that I had been through and all the uncomfortable situations. And I think her call cut off. Yeah, it sounds like it. But uh, that is pretty creepy. Yeah. I mean, the fact that she was able to get some documentation Mm -hmm. on that, that's pretty shocking. I mean, that's not like, I think, a normal thing where you can... A lot of times you, you get the story, and then that's that's kind of all you have. So, yeah. And then the cat, too, that just kind of shows up. Yeah. Did she say that anyone else had seen the cat, too, or was it just her that had seen the cat? I think just her. I think she was wanting... I don't know if she was wanting to know if anybody else had. But, yeah. I very, uh, very creepy stories. 855-853-4802 if you have a real ghost story that... You'd like to share with us here at Real Ghost Stories Online? We would, uh, we'd absolutely love to hear it. Uh, got a follow-up here, and this uh, is uh, from someone talking about the Washington D.C. and the uh, was it the Robert E. Lee house that we we're talking about? Yeah. Uh, so they want to send us to a website after hearing about the ghosts in Washington D.C. in a previous episode. You mentioned the home of Robert E. Lee on Arlington Cemetery. This is uh, him saying, Lee actually had left the property with his family at the time of the Civil War. Unfortunately, after the war, Lee and his family could not return to the mansion because the government took control of the property and turned it into the cemetery. Although he didn't live there, I'm sure that he went through a lot of anguish that he could never return to his home and wouldn't doubt that he visits the property. Uh, This person says, I was at the Arlington Cemetery in 2008, went to the mansion, didn't see anything, but I have a spooky feeling... uh, being in the house. Thanks uh, for uh, the great podcast. There you go. I knew there was a connection. I, I think I was a little bit off on my explanation there. Sure. No, but I mean, it's in. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I could still see that being, you know, a haunting place for him. And that probably explains where the house looked kind of like a monument now. Because I'm yeah. guessing they probably did a little, little work on it. They just leave it like a house no. or a shack or whatever. Uh, Francisco uh, Javier writes in uh, Thanks again for reading my letter about the. Uh, Ghost Girl. I was excited you guys read it. And, uh, well, this is uh, my new story that happened a month ago. 
It was a Monday morning, like 2 or 3 a.m. I had been sleeping since 11 because I had to go to work that Monday. I was sleeping when suddenly I felt like I wanted to get up but felt a force that kept me down. Struggled to get up and thought it's uh, okay. This is a sleep paralysis thing. Uh, Listened to the show a lot, so I thought uh, that was what was happening to me. Struggled trying to push myself up, and I didn't want to open my eyes. I was scared to see something like the other caller said they had seen. Remember, a coworker informed me that uh, your uh, that her aunt once told him uh, that when you you open up your eyes, you, you see the old woman or the entity. Uh, so I did that, and I felt like the blood was running down my arms, and I opened my eyes, and I was able to push up. The scary part was that when I laid back in bed, I could close my eyes and I felt something pushing back on me again. So what he's saying is he felt like the pressure was on his chest. Uh, I said in my head, uh, get the F away from me uh, and go away. But it was weird. First time that it ever happened to me. I don't remember anyone else having that in my family. And my question is if that happened to anyone else, or was it just me? I know it sounds fake, but I can be sure it's not. Love your show. Okay, now that one sounds like your classic sleep paralysis. Yeah. Without um, seeing anything, uh, that is what is most common right there, mm-hmm. is is the pressure of, of feeling like you can't move. And that's essentially because you're not awake. So your body is paralyzed when you're sleeping. It's a protective measure, so you don't act out your dreams. Um, but when you're halfway in between those states, um, it feels like pressure. Okay. It's just your part of your brain not allowing your body to move, which is why in most cases we don't sleepwalk. Um, but in, in some cases we can sleepwalk when, uh, when that part is not functioning correctly. Are people able to say anything? Like, can they move their mouth or anything? Uh, no, in most cases you just can't move at all. Okay. Um, you can open your eyes sometimes. Um, sometimes. That's the thing. Uh, sometimes you're just there and you're conscious, but you're not quite asleep and okay. you're not quite awake. And that's what's so freaky because you feel like it's a it's a paralyzed state. You know, it's essentially, um, you know, like an induced coma or something, if you will, um, without the drugs okay. being in you. It's it's but whatever those drugs are turning off in your brain, your brain is naturally turned off. And that's why it's so scary because you didn't take anything in most cases uh, for that to happen. Okay. So. That's that. I think it was just sleep paralysis. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. Maybe if you open up your eyes next time and there's, you know, demons floating around, maybe it'll be something different. Yeah. I don't know. But that just sounded like sleep paralysis to me. Uh, 855-853-4802. Another comment. Uh, From what I am listening, I'm not so sure the zombie clown is a zombie clown. If anything, maybe it would be something that feeds off fears. There are spirits, usually demonic in origin, that feed off fears and will often manifest as something a person fears or as a large black shadow in order to frighten and feed off a person, usually children. Um, Continuing on there, I think about it, that the woman that called, the one that sounded like she was washing dishes, honestly, the spirit board probably would have made it worse. I think priests would help, but learning to cleanse and protect herself and her family would be a good idea. I've never heard of uh, someone being haunted by more than one thing. We have, uh, yeah. but if you are a Christian or follow demonology, uh, Legion would seem like something that would fit that. I heard crackling, scratching, scratching, and growling. I feel really horrible for this woman. Did you pick up cracking, scratching, and growling? All I heard was dishes. 
Well, it sounded like dishes, but then when we went back and listened to it, it yeah. sounded like there were some EVPs in there. Yeah, a little bit. You're right. I think uh, wearing a charm made of silver might help. A saint, maybe something uh, from a loved one. Something that's been blessed by a priest or priestess, depending on your faith. You mentioned, and so did Kelly, the caller, that this has been going on for a long time, which tells me that something was going on in the family while she was young. I think looking into the past and resolving issues and contacting a spiritual healer or priest would be a great idea. Whatever she does, she needs to confront this and should have have done that long ago because now whatever it is is probably fairly strong and it is targeting her little one. You guys brought up the question of a ghost being possessed um, uh, or something uh, demonic or angelic. I have a little bit of an answer for that. Uh, darker spirits or demons can trap souls or feed off of them. Sometimes, um, in a major haunting, you'll get a bunch of spirits bound to one really malicious one, like a daisy chain. As for some demons and angels, I'm not sure if they become that specifically, but they're powered by emotions and past deeds. In some Asian countries, like China and Vietnam, you get uh, entities like hungry ghosts, supposedly they can only be subdued, never really cleansed. They are indefinitely sight-bound and cause problems for Shinto monks and Buddhists alike. I have, uh, I think the reason why we don't see that many peaceful spirits because they've moved on. They look on loved ones, but generally do not come back. One last thing about the overactive imaginations uh, to maybe see things. There's a term for that in Tibet. Tibetans believe in beings called, uh, I might say this wrong, tuplas, which are basically thought forms or phantoms brought to life. They eventually start acting independently like that imaginary friend that starts doing things without the child. I wonder how many hauntings might actually be tuplas or poltergeists. It's interesting because in the Catholic belief, They'll often say that acknowledging a spirit can give it power as well. Trying to catch up on the show, really excited to hear the ones you guys have where you talk about Lorraine Warren. Uh, Take care, guys, Randy. Uh, Also, we are in the same age group. While I do not see Ghostbusters till I was older, they had the cartoon with Slimer, and I loved that when I was a kid. I wonder if that got me hooked on ghosts. (laughs) It got me. I watched the cartoon, too, when I was a kid, and it was was fun. So, I guess some interesting insight into uh, that one caller. It's It's... Uh, that of all of our callers, you know, I really did pretty much dismiss that after we aired that one. You did. I thought, no, I'm never going to hear anything of this. And the more and more people listen to it, the more and more they're hearing things in that caller. I don't know. I, I think maybe that's when we, that may be, and I, we've been talking about uh, ha- Halloween shows and shows for October. That may be one to investigate further. That may be one where we should talk to a, a demonologist or something play back that call for them and see what they have to say about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, because I, I think there's more to it than uh, than what I think we initially thought, or I initially thought anyway. You would, you were at the beginning saying, yeah, there's something here, and I was like, eh. Yeah, because uh, yeah, after we got done with the show, I told you I really thought maybe they were trying, you yeah. know, I said maybe they're trying to keep us from hearing her. Yeah. That could be the case. I saw another comment that somebody had posted. I don't have it readily available in front of me, but they said, just listen to the candor in her voice. She doesn't sound like she's really straining to do anything while she's talking. It's true. Which is true, because if you're you're putting away dishes, you're right. There would be more movement going on there. Yeah, there's bending and lifting. It just didn't sound like, it just sounded like she kept banging a dish. I want to know, I want follow-up from her. I want to know what's going on, especially since she's got a little one involved. Yeah. 
Yeah, we uh, we can reach out to her too. We do have her contact info, so we could see okay how she's doing. We'll do that for a future episode. Um, I did see some other folks, and I won't go into it on here, but there was some folks reaching out to her on, uh, and maybe she's not aware of this, but on our YouTube page, uh, there were some folks that were reaching out with some advice, and I believe some contacts uh, that could actually help her. Um, so uh, if you are listening, uh, do check out the uh, the Real Ghost Stories Online YouTube channel and the comments and the, some of the videos, uh, because there are some... Uh, some direction there uh, from some folks. I can't vouch for it. I can't say take it, don't take it, but I'll just say it's there. I'll say with the situation you're in, being a mother, I would be trying anything I could. Yeah, I mean, that it just it sounds uh, like a very bad situation. Uh, 855-853-4802, 855-853-4802. Kat M. wrote, and I definitely believe that ghosts can communicate through our dreams. When I was about four years old, my maternal grandmother passed away. Since this was my first real experience with death, I took this very hard and cried myself to sleep, thinking about her for several days. One night I had a dream that she had accompanying me to an airport. She told me that she would not be returning from her trip, but for me to know that she would always love me and be there for me. I begged for her not to get on the plane, and she told me it was a trip she had to take. She boarded the plane, the door closed, and I awoke in tears. After that, I felt a calm cover come over me, and I was able to cope with the idea that I would not see my grandmother again. This was over 30 years ago, and I still recall that dream very vividly. I absolutely believe that, and I think that that is the perfect imagery for explaining that to a four-year-old of needing to take a trip and sure. can't come back, you know? And I, I think that yeah. a, a grandmother knows, you know, having raised a child, how to explain things to that age. Yeah. And I I think that that's a neat story. That she came in and said it that way. It wasn't like, hey, I'm dead, by the way, I'll see you later. Or yeah. you wake up and she's standing in your room and yeah. that freaks you out. <laughs> I, mean, I much rather the dream where she she explains it. And I think that that was great. It doesn't evaporate into the wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, another thing we were talking the other day about um, the 3 a.m. thing. Okay. And a lot of feedback came in on that. And, and here's one of the best ones I thought um, that kind of just explains what it is and gets right to the point. Uh, Tia Rose uh, writes in, without getting into a religious debate, 3 a.m. is the opposite hour on the clock that Jesus was crucified. It is a legend, and they do have a tendency to haunt more in that hour. So this time is set indeed as the most unholy time of the day. 3 a.m. is often uh, a more serious stage of a demonic haunting, say from an infestation to an oppression stage. Uh, in short, uh, you often wake up to see the clock is exactly 3 a.m. You might be seeing uh, this as a warning. Uh, the number three turning up as a demonic symbol. Uh, if you turn it up, uh, turn it opposite as a demonic symbol. Uh, so we uh, take note uh, on the shortlist when it occurs. Uh, can often be an indication that something is manifesting or already has. Okay. Uh, that doesn't make me feel any better when I wake up at 3 a.m. to go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Although I can't say I'm waking up at 3 on the dot. I usually wake up just kind of around that time. I think it's just your bladder. I don't think I it's think anything. it is just my bladder. I don't think it's anything dark. No. Or anything. I just think it's just kind of that time. But uh, because it does change with the uh, <laughs> with uh, daylight savings. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three, depending on the time of the year. Okay. But uh, you know what I did notice a lot, though? And numerology is kind of an interesting topic. Um, I, I did notice a lot. Um, I don't know if other people did. I think it was just kind of something where 
we were all just so uh, engrossed in this number. But after 9-11, I felt like every time I looked at the clock, I'd be seeing 9-11. Really? I, and I saw it all the time. I'd be like, geez, why am I constantly glancing at the clock on nine, at 9-11? All the time. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if it was just me being more aware that 9-11 is there. You know, that just happened. Mm-hmm. It was on everything or what. But I, I did. It was eerily happening a lot around that time. I don't know. Did you have, am I alone on this? No, I I noticed like if I read an article or something and the date on it was the 11th of September, it doesn't matter what year it was. I always sure. automatically think of that, but I don't remember looking at the clock and seeing it say 9/11 any more mm. than normal. I just felt it was a lot at that time. It was probably just me, you know, being more hypersensitive to that at that moment in time. I think it's know. a psychological thing yeah. where you know, any other number like that. Sure isn't going to mean anything. So it wasn't that yeah. you were seeing it more. It's just it meant something different. I think you're exactly right. I mean, I, I if I would have taken a, a log of every time I looked at the clock and all the numbers, you know, that one just stood out more because it was a more common number at that moment. Sure. But um, 855-853-4802 with your real ghost story. Hi. Hey, Tony and Jenny. Um, this is Cody. And this is kind of like a weird uh, story regarding mocking um writings i guess so it goes back to the summer of 2006 and i used to be in a punk rock band i used to play bass had two other friends one played drums one played guitar and we used to play in a warehouse type building and we played you know every every other night and it was it was a good time um, we were big fans of the uh, Evil Dead movie, and so one day I decided to get the uh, the book of that was in that movie. And I don't like to say it out loud anymore because of the events that unfolded afterwards. It's the book that I shall not name, but I'm pretty sure you know what it is, and it starts with the letter N. So after we played our set, we or I started reciting the incantations, if you will, that were in the book. And we were mocking it. We were laughing. I pass it around, just having a good old time or whatever. And so by the time we were about to pass out um, or go to wherever we were going to go, one of my friends asked, asked for a cigarette so I pulled out my pack of cigarettes and um, I was pulling one out and it just flipped in the air and it was we all looked at it in slow-mo and it was like rotating down to the uneven cement and it landed straight up there was no wind and it was almost physically impossible for it to do that it landed straight up on the cement, the uneven cement, and we looked at each other in a bewildered state. And ever since then, our lives and our band, our band broke up after that. And our our lives have dramatically changed. And um, yeah, so the moral of the story is. Uh, don't play around with you don't know um, much about. I had to learn that the hard way. And 
some people may say that the the book that I'm talking about is just a um, fabrication or a novel or whatever, but mm, can affect you in various ways, so whether it be a Ouija board, tarot cards, the book. Mm, just be careful what you uh, mess around with. So that's I hope. Hopefully, I didn't stutter too much. Anyways. That's it. Thank you. I love your show. Peace. So the book that he's talking about, and I don't know how to say the name of the book. Don't say the name of the book. Everybody can Google the Evil Dead slash book. Um, it, it essentially it's, it means the Book of the Dead. Um, and it really, it, it looks like it, from what I'm reading on Wikipedia, is a fictional book um, that really doesn't have a... I, I don't know, a whole lot of legitimate origins, if you will. Um, but I, I guess is is somewhat based on some things. Um, I don't know. It, it's an interesting... I'll have to do some more reading on this. But I suppose it could be one of those things where, you know, it's... Uh, you know, evil can come out of anything. You know, just, yeah. it's like a Ouija board, you know. It's, exactly. It's just a piece of cardboard with letters on until it, you give it some sort of dark meaning. It's not the book. It's the intent yeah. behind the book. And yeah. I, I would think that um, Cody would vouch for that, that they were, you know, not really intending to ter- stir things up, but they were kind of doing it mockingly. And, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So I think it doesn't matter if it's fictional or non-fictional. Sure. I think it's the intent behind it, just like you said, just yeah. like a Ouija board. It's one of those things that looks like it was picked up. You know, it wasn't just the Evil Dead wasn't like its first incarnation. Um, it, it was actually by a horror writer um, that uh, first mentioned this essentially fake book um, in 1924 in a book. Um, and then since then has been brought up into other horror films and franchises and and things of that nature since that time so i mean it's almost a hundred years old a hundred year old fake book that you know i i believe essentially has taken on you know a whole other meaning you know just like a ouija board so but how can it be a fake book if he got a hold of one well i mean it's it's been written but it's not essentially it it was written like a a piece of fiction by a human being you know it's not like the bible or something where okay but, although written by humans it's it, it doesn't necessarily have a a true from what i'm reading and maybe i'm wrong a true like demonic origin okay but that doesn't make it a fake book it just makes it a not it wasn't like written by like satanists as like a guide to okay it, it's not like it's not like the uh the satanist bible or something like okay. that okay um, it would be like if I wrote a book tomorrow that is a bunch of fabled tales of death and horrible things okay. and and said it was this and, just, and made it up. And then it got caught on and it, it continued to this whole life for 100 years. Uh, I guess it could, you know, so I don't know. I, I Maybe I'm completely off on this. Maybe more people know more about this than I do because um, I honestly don't know a whole lot. I, I'm basically going off of what I'm catching on Wikipedia as we're doing this show. Okay. Well, it's actually out there, so it's not yeah. not a fake book that doesn't really exist. It's, no. it, it exists, it just doesn't have any actual yeah. events behind it. Originally, it did not exist when it first was mentioned in a book. Okay. It was mentioned in a book as a fake book. Okay. Or as a book. 
So it didn't exist. Since that time period, it looks like somebody actually made the book. Okay. Okay. So that's... I still stand by what I said. It's just like a Ouija board. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that that could turn into it. And I think the caller agrees that that's kind of... I'd never heard of that. So thank you. Now we know. Either have I. And you know what? If I wanted to say the name of it, I couldn't because I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't want you to say the name of it. Can you pronounce it? No. I'm not going to ask you to. I'm just saying... Because you're good at reading and I'm not. Here, here, there it is. I could, but I'm not going to. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I just, I, I'm, I, anything where it's slightly out of the ordinary, I'm not very good at uh, enunciating. So, anywho, uh, thank you for the call, 855 853 4802. If uh, anyone has some insight into that one, I, I'd be interested to hear it. Yeah. Know, as to what, what the, the deal is with it. Uh, Hannah writes in, I was listening to your show titled Ghost Towns and was surprised to hear the beginning of the episode when you were talking about astral projections. When I was 10, my family lived in an apartment. We kept our doors open at night because the air conditioner was in the living room and it got hot. It was the middle of the night and for some reason I woke up. I looked across the room and saw my sister was still sleeping. I then looked at the doorway and saw my mom just standing there staring at me. She looked really mad and gave me a nasty look. I got scared and just locked eyes with her for several minutes. I then covered my head with my blanket and laid there. After a minute or so, I uncovered my head and looked back into the doorway. She was gone. I got out of bed, went to my parents' bedroom. There my mom and dad were, sleeping in bed. Both were snoring and looked like they hadn't moved at all. The next morning, I asked my mom what she was doing last night in my room. and She looked at me very puzzled. She had no idea what I was talking about. I know for a fact she is such a light sleeper and will wake up easily, so I know she does, doesn't sleepwalk. Until I heard this show, I never knew what this incident could have been. Now I'm wondering if I saw her astral projection. It's a good story. That's interesting. It is. And it's interesting. What I like about this is people are listening to our show, number one. Yeah. And they're kind of connecting dots on things that they may not have ever understood or thought about or is just kind of sitting there in the back of their mind is damn that's really strange and i don't really want to tell anybody about this because they might think i'm crazy uh it's it's providing some explanations Mm -hmm. as bizarre as these explanations are and probably just lead to more and more questions it kind of it validates yeah it, it, it we're kind of validating weird experiences that other people have had similar experiences and that you're not alone and you're not crazy. Uh, no, I feel like this show is group therapy for the paranormally affected. <laughs> that should be our slogan, group therapy for the paranormally affected. Well, I really think it is. I mean, I seriously. I love that, yeah. The only thing, I mean, it's not a group of us here, but we're sharing yeah. the stories that come into us. Sure. And it's helping others. I think it's a wonderful thing. Nobody out there that's written a story is crazy. Other yeah. people have had these experiences. Sure. I like that. Group therapy for the paranormally affected. There you go. I'm going to put that like in something. I'm going to put that on a shirt. Okay. <laughs> that should be another shirt that we put out. Which, by the way, if you'd like to help support the show, we have a full line of uh, cool stuff, um, uh, sweaters, sweatshirts, uh, tees, uh, even a, a Snuggie-esque like, uh, thing that looks like a ghost and is really, really creepy, uh, which would be great to wander around your house with uh, as the weather gets colder. Uh, just go to Real Ghost Stories Online, click on the uh, the store, uh, and you can, uh, you can get yourself some cool stuff there. Lots of, uh, lots of neat stuff. We were so excited when we got ours in the mail today. Day. And yeah. I have to say, I wanted mine just for the for what I had put on it. Uh-huh. But what I'm really shocked about is the quality of it. It's not like 
just some random cheap sweatshirt that they put stuff on. Yeah. It's actually a very nice weight. It's it's really nicely done. I was surprised. From what I, I could, it's, uh, is it is it the Hanes brand? What, what's yours? I looked at mine and it was, I think it was Hanes. Mine just has a private a label. A Cafe Press type? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it kind of varies because we're, we're using Cafe Press for this. We're not like running out of a manufacturing facility or anything. No. But it's a great way that you can help support the show a little bit. We get you know, a few bucks back for everything that you buy. Um, and it just helps us, you know, keep this show funded because bandwidth and all that uh, for, for getting the show out there. Uh, which, by the way, around 200,000 downloads last month. Thank you very much. Um, was great. But uh, it's not free to do this show. So uh, you guys supporting it by uh, buying uh, some of the swag, showing some, some uh, love for the show uh, certainly does help out uh, quite a bit. I think buying uh, it's, it's a thick, uh, like a, it's a sweater, sweatshirt. Yeah. And it's it's a good quality. Yeah, well, I was I was, I was surprised cuz I just wanted it for the what we had, yeah. you know, the logo and everything, but I was like, wow, bonus, it's actually decent, it's going to hold up. Yeah, for what you get, I mean, they are they're decent quality stuff, so I do like that. So please uh, check that out on the website uh, and help support the show. We do greatly appreciate that. Uh, there you go. We got a lot of calls, a lot of stories, and like I said, if you've written in or called in, uh, we will indeed get to your story. We just got a lot of stories to share, and we still want to hear yours. So please do call it in at 855-853-4802 or write into us at realghoststoriesonline.com. Of course, share the show wherever you like social media. Let your friends know about us. That's what helps us grow and helps us get you a better show every single day that we put it out here at Real Ghost Stories Online. So for Jenny Bruschi, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thank you so much for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.